Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, so much has happened overnight. I had this long talk with Paula this morning, about 15 minutes. It delayed my podcast prep a little bit, a little bit. not for you guys, but for me. But something happened to us last night I want to let you in on. I want to send out a couple of thank yous. A lot of stuff happened yesterday, some good, uh, some bad. But it speaks to the fight we're in. And now it's time to double down and motor straight ahead. Let me get straight to it. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. For peace of mind online, get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I want to get right to it today. I've got that. A major controversy brewing over at CNN, where there's only two possible narratives. Either their sources are terrible or they're taking orders from the White House. There's no option three. Very odd thing happened last night. I'm going to tell you what happened with Google. Google is on the warpath. We are now public enemy number one. And then a couple of thank yous and another ridiculous poll that came out yesterday. You should totally, completely laugh at and disregard. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, it's Friday, so if you would. It's Friday! (laughs) Let's go, bro! Appreciate it. So first, a thank you to uh, my good friend, Charlie Kirk from Turning Point. Charlie texted me yesterday. Charlie is on uh, the radio at the same time as me, 12 noon Eastern time. He also has a popular podcast and he's uh, an activist with Turning Point USA. Charlie is going to be skipping uh, boycotting YouTube next week. He's not going to be posting. He's going to be posting exclusively to Rumble in solidarity with Google's war on YouTube's war on us and free speech and science. So thank you, Charlie. I appreciate that. You know, walking the walk right there. Thank you for standing with us. And to all the others who texted me um, as well, I appreciate your support. Thank you so much. Uh, my show also tomorrow night, Unfiltered, 9 p.m., new time, Saturday. Don't miss it. I've got a, a segment on The Great Reset, Project Zero. If you don't know what that is, listen to my monologue tomorrow. I've got James Lindsay, who's terrific. He was just on the Joe Rogan Show to come on and talk about exactly what these communists are up to. And I've got Matthew Johnson, a PhD, a doctor, coming on to talk about a serious topic, the use of psychedelics in medicine, you know, magic mushrooms, basically, and ecstasy, how this is being used in medicine to open people's minds. People have depression. Don't miss the show. Okay. Major, major controversy brewing over at CNN. So uh, hat tip, by the way, Jack Posobiec, who's been all over this. So this segment aired yesterday. I'll play it in a second. It was on, uh, it was on with Jake Tapper. It was, it was on Jake Tapper's show. And there was a call yesterday between Ukrainian President Zelensky and Joe Biden. Now, you may be saying, oh, my gosh, Joe, another controversy over a call with Zelensky and a president. Remember go. the whistle, fake whistleblower, dreaded air quotes? Right? Yes, yeah, yes. Believe it or not, another Ukraine call controversy. So what happened? They had this call. And apparently on the call, according to sources, not my sources, I'm just going to play what they're saying, the CNN, the call did not go well. And Joe Biden warned President Zelensky in Ukraine that, listen, you run the very real risk of Ukraine uh, and Kiev that, you know, being being sacked and being overrun by the Russians and, quote, prepare for impact. Well, that didn't sit well with some people in the White House. And this controversy happened later. Let's play the cut first. And I'll tell you why this matters and why this is a bigger deal than some on the left are leading on. Check this out. We have breaking news for you. And our world lead, a senior Ukrainian official, tells CNN that today's phone call between President Biden and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, quote, did not go well. Our source tells CNN that the two disagreed about the immediacy of the threat of a Russian attack on Ukraine. The White House and Pentagon have been emphatic that they believe an attack could be imminent. We should note the White House just released 
its own readout of that call, and there was no mention of President Biden's warnings or the two presidents' disagreements. The White House did say Biden underscored America's commitment to Ukraine's sovereignty. Now, why does this matter? Because as we've insisted on this show for a long time, this is more about the people who told Tapper this than anyone else. You cannot trust sources on the left, okay? You can't. We've warned you about this for a long time, that there is a tidal wave and a fountain of misinformation that comes from sources on the left that do things and leak things because they have motives that are not the motives of the United States. You understand? There are people who really want this war to happen in Ukraine and Russia for various reasons. So things get leaked. I warned you about this with the Trump leak of the phone call to Zelensky, where Trump later released the transcript, how these people on the National Security Council, not all of them, I don't paint with a broad brush like the left does with us, but many of them have motives that aren't ours. Okay, they're vested in this war concept that we should be fighting on every piece of dry earth around the globe. So what happened? Here's Natasha Bertrand, noted PP tape hoaxer, collusion hoaxer. I mean, a fully discredited fake news specialist. She put this out last night. This was on her Twitter. Per a senior Ukrainian official to uh, M. Chance at CNN. Biden told Zelensky that a Russian invasion of Ukraine is now virtually certain and that Kiev could be sacked and to prepare for impact. Biden reportedly said Zelensky disagreed. And as I reported, asked him to tone down rhetoric. That's Bertrand. Here's Shudo from CNN, Jim Shudo, just a little bit after that. White House on Biden's Zelensky call. Anonymous sources are leaking falsehoods. President Biden said that there's a distinct possibility that the Russians could invade Ukraine in February. He said this publicly, as we've been warning about for months. Why the panic over there, right? Folks, I don't know what story's true. You can't trust this stuff unless we see the transcript of the call. Now, because I'm a principled guy and not a loser like people in the media, I don't believe leaking transcripts is a good idea. I don't believe putting out transcripts on foreign calls is a good idea. I said it with regard to Trump, and I'll say it here. But as Joe remembers well, Guy, you weren't here yet for this one. What did I say, Joe? If that's going to be the principle that when Trump's in office, we should see the transcript, then the principle applies now, too. Yeah, that's what you said. Why can't we see the transcript of the call? I don't think that. Let me just be clear. I don't think this is a good idea. But I think if that's the rules, that they're going to leak transcripts of a call or demand transcripts every time there's a question about what was said, then that's the principle. And maybe when the principle hits you in the cojones, you'll say that's a stupid principle. Why is this such a danger to the Biden administration and the media? What happened last night? Just to be clear, two competing narratives. Biden said uh, an attack on Kiev was imminent, could be sacked. The other narrative saying, no, he didn't say that. He just said it was, you know, Possible and likely. Both of those things can't be true. He either said it or he didn't say it. Why is this such a big deal? Because either, number one, it's a fake story. And CNN, again, got baited into reporting fake news. Option A. There's no option C here. Here's option B. That the White House didn't like that narrative. Maybe Joe Biden said something in his cognitively impaired state that he shouldn't have said. The White House didn't like the narrative, and the White House demanded CNN pull the story down and stop talking about it. So two possible narratives here, ladies and gentlemen, and they're really both bad. And I'll make this real simple for you. Either CNN has really terrible, awful sources, or CNN is state propaganda. If you can explain to me what option C is, I'd love to hear it. Either way, they don't work out well for CNN. And what, you know, another, what, so let's leave that there, right? The two possible, but just one more thing before I move on. I don't want to uh, belabor the point here. It would also call into question if CNN got another story wrong about a phone call with Ukraine, how much of CNN's reporting on the Trump-Ukraine call was accurate too? Trump was impeached over that. Remember? Folks, I've warned you. Be very, very careful with these left-wing media sources. There is always an agenda, and that agenda isn't yours. Okay, moving on. That's important. 
Hey, I have a favor to ask you. Again, I'm trying to keep the favor. So I know it's been a lot this week, so my apologies. We try not to do this too often, but would you mind signing up for my newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter? We really, really would appreciate it. It helps us communicate with you directly. I say that because uh, the communists at Google are now in a full-blown war with us. The fact that I am an investor in the parallel economy and I'm busy creating payment systems, video platforms, social media platforms to get away from these big tech tyrants has infuriated them. I'll show you an example of what I mean in a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, they are on a war path against us. Now, they're walking right into it, which is kind of obvious because I've asked them to show us their true colors and they're doing it, which is kind of dumb. You'd think they'd be like, Let's just leave this kid alone. It's not working out well for us as he creates uh, billions of dollars in companies on the other side. But they're panicking now. They started scouring our entire website, articles all the way back from two years ago, trolling our website like children and looking for reasons to ban us uh, from their network, which which is actually what we needed them to do. And I'll, you'll, it'll make more sense. I can't say anything, but it'll make more sense coming up in the future with regards to my website. Here's their reason. This is a screenshot from Paula's email. Unreliable and harmful claims. Look at this. Look at the articles. May, 2020, May, 2021, June, 2021, June, 2022 podcast episodes, articles about Fauci articles about masking. Look at this. Google is trolling our website like children. Now they're walking right into it. Why are they walking into it? Because we've wanted, we've been, you can follow uh, the Bongino Report social media accounts and me on Parler. We've been asking Google to show us their communist true colors and follow through like the true commies. If you're going to ban us from YouTube like you did, ban us from everything. Ban us from everything because we're up to something. You'll figure it out later. All of you. Like, they're not, they're missing a big point here. And here's a bigger point. Yes, yes. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. I was waiting for that. You're yeah. welcome, The sir. Soviet National Anthem, of course, plays every morning there. So I only bring it up because, you know, Paula was upset this morning. Uh, she was. She's just not upset about Google ads trolling our website like kids. I mean, that's obvious. They're communists. That's what communists do. We got to wipe out misinformation. What's misinformation? Politics, we don't agree with. That's not why she was upset. Folks, she was upset this morning because these fights are just never ending. And, you know, she's my wife and I I love her and I feel bad that that she's been sucked into this. I, I, however, you know, this is what I was made to do. And I'm just asking you to stand with me. That's why I'm asking you to sign up for things they can't cancel. My Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. My newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter. I really need to be able to communicate with you. I don't know how long that's going to, that's going to, I'm not kidding. I don't know how long that's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's only a matter of time before these big tech tyrants try to decapitate us everywhere. And if I can't communicate you directly through platforms controlled by free speech principles like Rumble and our newsletter, I don't know if we'll be able to talk anymore. I'm serious. It's only a matter of time before, you know, every, they start to, they, 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 they're just on a war path right now. I need you to go to Rumble, please, and watch the show there. Rumble.com slash Bongino. It's super important. The fight is all that matters. Paula may not have signed up for it, but I did. It's all that matters to me. I never got in this for the money. I never got in this for anything else. I get in this for the fight. It's all I get in this for. I almost went bankrupt running for office in the blue state of Maryland where I had no chance of winning. And I did it because we're all going to have to sit at the pearly gates looking at our creator when the second creation comes for us. What's your resume say? The fight. That's where we fill out those lines on the resume fight we got to fight back i'm in it full steam ahead google get ready man you want to fight go all the way let's do it you're providing the perfect foil for this new parallel economy you'll figure it out probably too late okay uh when i get to a couple of other stories including some ridiculous polls absurd polls i got your questions coming up at the end 
and uh, and a thank you. You know what? Let me uh, let me get to my second sponsor. It's a little early, but because I want to discuss this these polling uh, the polling numbers, which are just absurd. Let me take a note so I don't forget. Thank yous are important. We got another thank you to you because you're fantastic. But a poll, a Trump poll, but another one. And I'm going to tell you why polls that have Ron, uh, Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump's name in them, just throw them right out. They're ridiculous. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Brickhouse Nutrition. Longtime sponsor. This is Field of Greens, one of my favorite products. I take it twice a day. It's ground up, wholesome, healthy fruits and vegetables. Look at it right there. See that? Smells delicious. Tastes delicious. Did you? He, had a, he has lemon lime. This is uh, wild berry. He loves lemon lime. Talks about it all the time. It's really good stuff, folks. Changing your habits is one of the hardest things to do. Eating healthy is the way to go. You got to overcome poor eating habits. That's why I recommend and I use, so does ghee, field of greens. I take it twice a day. I put a scoop in water, protein shake, sometimes green tea right here. It's healthy, real, organic fruits and vegetables. Unlike some of those other superfoods that are extracts, this is real food. Packed with antioxidants, can support your immune system, heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion, plus it's pre and probiotic. Field of Greens is packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables. It's super easy to add to your morning routine. There's no mixing and matching horse pills, no nasty gummies, no gimmicks. It's just healthy, ground-up, tasty fruits and vegetables in a glass of water, whatever beverage you want. Stir it, and you're done. Here's the best part. Tastes great. It comes in multiple flavors. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan and get 15% off your first order with the promo code Dan at checkout. I've taken Field of Greens for years. If you haven't tried it yet, today is the day. How do you get it? Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up Field of Greens today. There it is right there. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. Pick up Field of Greens today. You won't regret it. Okay. Getting back to the show. So I saw this article in The Hill. I want you to uh, take a moment for unintended comic relief. The Hill, Michael Schnell, Biden leading Trump and DeSantis by similar margins in new poll. <laughs> Here are the, bar- <laughs> Here are the margins. Get a little bit. <laughs> so apparently it's, I know, it's, what were the margins? I wrote it down. Oh, here we go. 43 to 33, uh, Biden over Trump. 41 to 33, Biden over DeSantis. Ladies and gentlemen, there have been massive polling errors in Trump polls and Republican polls forever. And as this Vanderbilt article you'll see shows, disregard these things. Vanderbilt University, pre-election polls in 2020 had the largest error in what, four years? Ten years? No, 40 years. 40 years. Are these polls or are these propaganda efforts? You pick. Why, folks? Vanderbilt, the story's rather lengthy about why these polls are wrong. But here's the two two of their conclusions they've drawn that Trump voters think polls are fake news because they are. So it creates this negative feedback cycle. You get it. The polls were off in 2016, right? Hillary's going to win 49 states, whatever ridiculosity they said, right? Trump won. So then the po- the voters were like, well, I'm not going to participate in these dopey polls. They're fake. The polls in 2020 were off too. So now Vanderbilt and the piece from 2021 suggested, oh, maybe these Trump voters just don't participate because they think they're fake news anyway. So what's the point wasting our time, which is leading to even more ridiculous poll results showing Democrats leading Trump, leading DeSantis. Forget this stuff, folks. It's propaganda. It's meant to push you into a certain yep, space. Yep, yep. Just throw it out the window. Throw it out. The, it's garbage. It's junk. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Okay, BLM, 
The BLM grift continues. Folks, I warned you about this group a long time ago. There are a number of grifters on the left. What they're doing is they shake down these public companies for social justice causes, and they threaten boycotts and bad PR if these companies don't comply. Now, all it takes is a couple of companies and their boards to stand up bravely and say, listen, we're not getting into politics and we're not getting into these causes, especially with groups where we can't document where our money's going to go. They don't want to do that. So what happens when companies give then millions of dollars to BLM and other social justice warriors where the group isn't even, uh, you know, it's founded at the last minute based on things like this George Floyd thing where they're taking advantage of a crisis at the moment. Well, this is what happens. Washington Examiner, BLM's millions unaccounted for after leaders quietly jump ship. It says no one appears to have been in charge of Black Lives Matter for months. The address it lists on tax forms is wrong. And the charity's two board members won't say who controls its $60 million bankroll. A Washington Examiner investigation is found. Do you have any idea how many companies donated to this group? We had the story before about uh, BLM leader Patrice Cullors buying these million-dollar properties. Folks, listen. Unfortunately, grifting and charities, it's, it's, it happens sometimes. Not all, thankfully. A lot of charities, most of them, do a very good, you know, very good job spending their money. A ton of them, including Folds of Honor, LLS, and charities. We, we always research our charities. But some of them don't. What is Black Lives Matter? This was clearly an effort by companies to curry favor with social justice warriors who comprise this small component of Twitter. And look what happened. Look where your money went. Nobody knows where it is. The tax forms are wrong. They can't even figure out an address. And the two board members don't even have any idea who controls the $60 million bankroll. Refund the money. Refund the money immediately. Where's the media on this story outside of the examiner? Anyone? I'd like to know. Anybody? All right. It's Friday. Loaded show. Got to get to more. So Russell Brand, you know Russell Brand? Uh, comedian. I think he's been in some movies too. Well, Russell Brand, he's on Rumble, by the way, too, which is really cool. So, Guy, you're getting into Russell Brand, you said, right? You yeah, like his? Like yeah, so Russell Brand, uh, he went out on, on, uh, social, on his social accounts yesterday and put out a video. His video is worth, uh, worth your time. It's about 40 seconds. It's not that long. Talking about the media blackout on these truckers. Now, I covered it yesterday, that fake, phony Justin Trudeau up there claiming that people have, quote, unacceptable views, which is what a communist would literally say, like use those words. Now, they'd probably say it in Russian uh, or if it was Kim Jong-un, they'd say it in Korean, right? But they would say it unacceptably like that's a thing a communist would say. That's what the prime minister said about the truckers headed up to Canada in this convoy that they have, quote, unacceptable views. It doesn't strike them as kind of weird how that sounds very totalitarian and communist. So Russell Brand's wondering why this enormous convoy of freedom fighters headed up there now to protest these mandates, why the media is seemingly ignoring the story. Strange, right? Check this out. Uh, uh, Canadian truckers are protesting all across their country. Why are the mainstream media not reporting it? For one thing, it will be in the Guinness World Book of Records if it is the biggest ever convoy ever. And that in itself is a pretty good news story. They'll be appearing next to the bloke with the beard of bees and them chubby fellas in checkered trousers on motorbikes. You remember them and you love them. Here's to the Canadian truckers. Here's to standing up for freedom. Here's to unique ways of protesting and ensuring voices that can't be heard inside the system are heard elsewhere. Please share this around and have a look at my main channel video where we we talk about this at length. See you over there. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, that I mean, he's he's very energetic, which I like. Yeah. I have an energy. Uh, I have an energy surplus myself. I feel a lot better today. For those of you listening to my radio show yesterday, man, I was tired yesterday. We had a long these fights with uh, Google are exhausting. I mean, it's a trillion dollar company. Just brings back memories of the parlor fights with these three trillion dollar companies trying to wipe us off the face of planet Earth. Right. I get it. I've been, this is what I was made to do, right? I get it. But just how the media just coordinates to not just tell you a story, right? But to sometimes use the sin of omission, right? This trucker story bothers them and it bothers them for a reason. It's the same reason they avoid the protests in Australia, the protests in the UK over these mandates. It's a sin of omission. They don't want you to believe that there's the big mo on the other side of the fence. In other words, 
it applies to Google. This, all these stories are tied together, okay? The BLM story and why companies donated. The Google story, why Google's been taken over by a small portion of our population, right? And why the media ignores these stories. The left has cultural power. So you get this small pocket of the country, right? Maybe 10% or left uh, or less, Freudian slip, that are crazy, insane leftists and totalitarians. Companies donate to BLM, even though it looks like there may be potential fraud there, because they're afraid of these 10 percenters and they're afraid of appearing on Twitter. Google feels the need to destroy its own business model, wiping out websites and YouTube channels because the same thing. The company's been hijacked by all these people, too. The media wants you to believe in the only way. To, if this doesn't make sense, Keith, stop me. You know, Joe, you two guys are the Wait, audience. You yeah. The only way the media keeps up this facade that the 10 percenters are really running things and are in the majority is to make stories like the actual majority's protest of what they're doing go away. You get it? Yeah. So mass rallies in Australia against mandates, which leftists love, that's their thing. Mass uh, rallies in the UK, all of that stuff has to go away because the only way cancel culture works, YouTube's war on me, the communists forcing companies to give money to BLM or they're going to cancel them too, is if the companies believe that the minority is in fact the majority because sooner or later, if you got a group of a hundred people on an Island and say the cancelers have canceled a few people, what happens when you turn, let me just give you an example. It reminds me of a scene. There's this show, um, uh, invasion. And someone sent me this clip one time about this in relation to this. It was about, it's about an alien invasion. I don't know where it is, but there's these kids and they get stuck in a ravine after this alien invasion. And there's this one kid, who's a real loudmouth bully, right? They're like in 13, 14 years old. And everybody's afraid of him. So there's like 12 kids. No one will say anything. That's cancel culture. They're bullies. They're loud. They're on Twitter. They, you know, they, they get their Soros money. You get the point, right? Well, what happens in this scene in Invasion is he starts picking on this kid. And finally, this one kid stands up, right? The kid says, I'm not going to back down. And it looks like a fight's going to happen. But then all of a sudden, the first person gets up and dances. Remember the Time to Dance show? Uh -huh. And says, you know what? I'm with this kid standing up. And then everybody's looking around and they're like, you know what? Me too. And then the whole group turns around and says to the kid and his buddy, the bully, you know what? We're moving on. You want to stay right here? Because they were going to fight about where to stay. You stay right here, but you're going to stay here alone. And the kid likes breaks down. I don't know what to do. I can't stay here. That's the left. That's what Russell Brand is talking about right now. When you realize that Russell Brand and others, that we're in the majority and they're in the minority, all of a sudden the tide turns. And that's why I disagree with a lot. I don't want to go on too much, but this is important. That's why I disagree with so many people on our side of the aisle who, you know, when Barry Weiss or Bill Maher speak out, you know, sometimes their impulse is to say, well, you know, welcome to the party, pal. We've been saying this forever. Sorry. I disagree. I'm not suggesting we have to celebrate these people as heroes. They're not. The real heroes are the people who've been fighting for freedom for a long time, not people who joined the party against mandates last week. But folks, we're never going to get to that 51% of people turning on the 49, and this is really 49, it's more like 10, but you get the point, turning on the 10% who are bullies and telling them we're not going to take it anymore by kicking people out of the group. You need cultural power for that and cultural capital, and it's not going to be done by kicking people out of the tent. It's just my opinion. You're free to disagree. Yeah, exactly. Good point. In yesterday's show, where the left uses this language about the fringe, we're not the fringe, folks. We are easily 51% of society that believes, believes in free speech, liberty, and freedom easily. The problem is the 10% is so loud, everybody's afraid. We need us. We need all of our right-wing activists. But we do need some leftists to join us. Evangeline Lilly, uh, the actress from um, that show Lost and from the Marvel movies, she's the Wasp, spoke out against the mandates. We, we shouldn't be saying like, hey, that's terrible, beat it. Yeah, she should have spoken out earlier probably and loudly. But that doesn't mean we kick her out. We eventually have to get nine of the 12 kids, or 10 out of the 12 kids to turn on the two bullies and tell them, you stay here, we're moving on. It's so important. 
I can't disagree more with everyone chastising these folks. Like, hey, you came around too late. It's not the point. The point is they came around. You don't have to kiss their ass. We don't have to throw a party for them. But we shouldn't chastise them either. Well, you know what? It's that old commie thing. It's not how many people you have. It's how many people yeah. your enemy thinks you have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's an excellent point. The old Alinsky rule. There That's an go. Alinsky. That is an actual Saul Alinsky rule. It's not what you have. It's what your political opponents think you have. Well stated, Joe. Well stated. And if they think we're in the minority, they'll continue to bully us like the kid in the invasion show. If you've seen the show, you know the exact scene I'm talking about. Remember that. We have to all speak up. All right, let me get to my third sponsor. I'm sorry, that went on a little longer than I intended. I got a lot of stuff to get to, but it's an important topic, folks. I got a, I got a lightning round, so a little teaser of uh, my <laughs> Spock right. show, too. Uh, questions and a uh, couple other things, too. Good question, too, about who Trump should select for VP. All right, folks, I do a lightning round on my Fox weekend show. I love it. It's where I motor through stories quickly, giving you some headlines of the week we may have missed. It's my one of my favorite things to do on Fox because what we do is we load up the show with like five, six, seven, eight, sometimes 10 stories. And we're like, hey, if we get to it, we get to it. If we don't, we don't. But I just want to be able to riff quickly on stuff and move fast because it's the end of the week. So here's a preview of what it looks like. This is our first lightning round on the Dan Bongino show. Guy's going to zip through some. What did you have? A little uh, sounder there? Oh, look at you. Guy didn't even tell me that. Always working on stuff, this guy. This guy's <laughs> always got some little like Inspector Gadget thing going on. All right, story number one, quick. Spotify picks Joe Rogan over Neil Young. Again, folks, showing you what I just told you, that once 51% of people wake up and realize the cancelers are in the minority, all of a sudden, companies start to wake up. Spotify's like, ah, Joe Rogan, Neil Young, yeah, beat it, Neil. By the way, I'm not celebrating Spotify. They came kind of way to the game, but you get the point. Sooner or later, the 10 of the 12 kids turn around and look at the other two and call them a bully. Second, Saki says Biden stands by promise to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. Prior to being elected, Biden had vowed to nominate a black woman to the court. Folks, um, again, how is this not an example of overt, not even discreet racism? So you're going to eliminate qualified candidates who are Asian, LGBTQ+, Pacific Islander. You're going to eliminate what? American Indians, white folks, Hispanic folks, all of them who may be qualified to be on the court because you believe in a racial hurdle that should be hurdled first, which, by the way, is entirely unconstitutional. But you do you. You judge everything by the melanin component of someone's skin. Nobody is surprised. But, yeah, oh, yeah. If you did this, imagine that. If we were hiring here, we're like, we are only going to hire a uh, someone from the Middle East. No one else will be considering. But that you'd be sued immediately. But because it's Biden and the left, they're like, it's great. We love racism. Story number three. Congress can trade stocks or keep the public trust, not both. Michelle Cottle, New York Times. Yes, I could not agree more. Listen, I think there are very few areas where the left and the right have overlap, okay? Very few. Uh, sadly, almost none anymore. But this is one I totally agree. Folks, when you're in Congress and you have access to inside information, right? If I gave you inside information about any company I was involved in, we, we would the SEC would be on us tomorrow morning. I am extremely delicate with everything I say. Everything. Folks, Congress has, has access to legislation that's going to impact these publicly traded companies. No, I'm very sorry. You can't trade stocks. What you get when you go in is what you have when you come out. I'm really sorry. Well, it's going to keep people from running. I, I don't care. I don't care. If you can't do without it and you feel the need to be like a day trader during the day on information we all know you have, then don't run for Congress. I'm very sorry. What you have when you come in is your portfolio. It's the same portfolio when you leave. All right, moving on. CBS News. San Jose passes first U.S. law requiring gun owners to get liability insurance and pay annual fees. Yep. Saw this coming. What is this, folks? In a nutshell, Tucker Carlson summed it up beautifully the other night. The left understands fully that they do not have the votes in the Supreme Court to wipe out the Second Amendment. They don't. Matter of fact, the trajectory for the right to self-protection in the Second Amendment is going in the other direction, freedom and liberty, right? 
So what are they going to do now? You're going to see these liberal places, California and elsewhere, Illinois, that are going to peck, 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 peck. Tucker used that exact term, and he's absolutely right, to make it impossible to get a gun. Magazine restrictions. Um, they're going to have biosensors on firearms, so you can only fire if you pick it up. Um, they're going to have all kinds of registration requirements, insurance requirements. And by the way, remember, that list, here's the real reason they want insurance. You guys thought about this? Why? You know what the real reason? They've always wanted a list of gun owners. Yeah. Which is illegal, right? Yeah. So what better list than to subpoena insurance companies? Oh, yeah. Here are gun owners. And you don't think the insurance company's not going to want to know which gun it is if they have to do this? Give us a list of what the gun is. Perfect, right? Left, the left loves lists. That's their thing. They love lists. Believe me, I'm on all of their lists. Next story. Gizmodo, teen hacker, explains how he gained remote access to Teslas around the world. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, listen, if, as Guy and I said yesterday, this is not a knock on Tesla or anything else, okay? It's just if your system is open to the internet, your system is vulnerable to be hacked. I have a friend of mine, friend of he's in the Secret Service. He runs a security company now. We used to talk a lot. He told me exactly this. Unless you were like penetration testing, they call it pen testing all the time on your network. The chances of you getting hacked, even at the highest levels, are pretty darn good, even in your Tesla. And it brings up some interesting questions about autonomous driving in the future. I mean, I don't want to let it sound funny, but imagine you're in a Tesla, guys. You're taking a trip on I-95 to Florida. You fall asleep in the car and you find yourself in California. You're like, <laughs> what happened? I was headed to Miami. All of a sudden, you find yourself in San Diego. How did that happen? It'd be a long sleep, granted. But hopefully, you didn't take any Ambien or anything. You wake up, you're in Houston, Texas. Listen, you're connected to the internet. It's a vulnerability, and you know it. Right, right, right. They, right, they just take it. You don't even have to steal your car, Joe. They just hack into it to tell the Tesla autonomous, right. just drive to my house, right? It's your new Uber. Next to tell me when it's Oh, what is this? This is, what is that, the Batman poster? So this is a poster for the new Batman. I guess, what, do you want me to comment on this? He loves these stories. Listen, I'm a comic book fan. Here's the thing. I don't like to spend money at movies because I don't like to enrich Hollywood. So it creates kind of a conundrum for me. But in out of respect for Guy, and I do love comic books, he loves these kinds of segments. Joe, you don't understand. Like I deal with Guy, he's been begging me forever to like comment on a movie or so, which is hard because I don't see enough of them. <laughs> but regarding the new Batman poster, we'll put aside for a second. This movie's coming out, what, March 5th or something like that? It's got the guy from Twilight, Robert parkinson or pat's whatever his name is colin farrell's in it and zoe's i forget i don't want to share zoe something right here's the thing the poster uh, all right it's okay if you want to watch it watch it on my rumble i mean it looks pretty menacing but i love batman and the reason i love batman comics and i love the movies before everyone went crazy and when we could actually go watch a movie and enjoy it we'll see how this movie is it looks like it's taking a dark turn but that's the reason i like the batman movie the later ones not the kooky ones not the early ones with george clooney because the idea that a superhero, like this is why I hate Superman comics and I never read them. He can never get hurt. Oh, kryptonite. Come on, stop the nonsense. Like oh, you, he, he, He's Superman. Like he can't, he's the man of steel. What I liked about Batman is Batman's human, right? Batman, he can get hurt, he can bleed, he can die. That's what I loved about the Batman comics. And what I loved about the darker Batman comics is I think this, this is the mythology of our times. Again, not to belabor this, but Comic books are the mythology of our time. Every society on planet Earth has had mythology. The Romans, the Greeks, they've always had stories. Sometimes they've had their, you know, pseudo-religious fairy tales. People laugh at comic books, but comic books are our mythology in the United States. There are, there are myths. There are kind of fairy tales. And I grew up with them. And what I always liked about Batman growing up, and the reason it should be dark, is he's the dark knight. Like, he can be hurt. He has vengeance on his mind a lot. Like, that's who Batman was. I don't like, I, it's just my opinion. If you disagree, fine. It's like well, a lot of us disagreed about the Hall of Fame stuff I put out the other day. But I just think you really need a comic book where the guy has human motivations that are bad and good, right? And all these, like, good guys in Marvel comics always kind of like, I need a guy who's got a little bit of a dark side, so I like Batman. But the movie poster's pretty cool. That's the Riddler, I guess, Key, on Batman's right shoulder. And then it's Penguin in the middle. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, Catwoman, yeah. All right, not bad. He loves these stories, all right? All right, moving on to, uh, you know what? Let me get to my last sponsor today, and then we're going to do questions, and I want to comment quickly, and I don't want to forget on the GDP numbers as well. All right, folks, time for questions for Dan. Mm. 
my way, I'm obsessed with this deuterium depleted water. Seriously, I've like never felt better. It's a little expensive, though, but it's all right. Me worth every penny. Question one. Hey, Dan, by Bobcat 3J. I'm in my last semester in college. I want to be a police officer. However, I went to the Air Force instead of going to college right away. This is my little dilemma. Should I join the Air Force after I graduate in a few months or should I just apply to police departments? I could really use an outside opinion for someone who is a, who's been in the field of law enforcement. Thank you. Listen, um, they're both obviously extremely noble professions and I salute you for uh, considering both the military and law enforcement. I can only give you my own personal example. One of the greatest regrets of my lifetime, maybe the greatest regret of my lifetime, uh, was not going in the Marine Corps. Long story short, I was, uh, Staff Sergeant Williams was my recruiter. I was ready to go. I was just about to take the ASVAP. I, I don't know if they still do that. Um, this is a long time ago. I think I was like 19 or 20 or so. And the NYPD called and they called about this cadet program. And they said, if you're going to do it, you got to report basically next Tuesday. I'd been applying for a long time. It was like an internship program, okay? So uh, I took it, and I always figured, no worries. I'll just go in the Marine Corps later in the reserves. I'll do the cadet program. And you know, if it winds up resulting in me becoming a police officer, I'll find a way to go in the reserves. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it, it never happened. Uh, and it's one of the greatest regrets of my lifetime. I have so much respect for our military. but I. Um, I grew up just adoring the Marines. And one of the reasons I did is I noticed every time I spoke to someone, regardless of what they were, a doctor, a CEO, an engineer, a pilot, the first thing they'd always identify themselves with if you got them in conversation was being a Marine first. And I thought, I want to be part of something like that. That you're a doctor or an architect or whatever, but you're a Marine first. Once a Marine, always a Marine. And I know that means a lot to Joe too, who has a, you know, the Marines, man, they are just, just yeah. there's just no fighting force in the history of planet earth like them. So my advice to you, sir, I can only tell you, I regretted it forever. Not going to the military. You do with that, uh, what you may, but thanks for the question. They're just amazing at what they do. And I still to this day regret that. Even when I was in the secret service, I tried to get an exemption and I asked around if it would be possible for me to go in the uh, Marines or even the army. And they were like, they're never, ever going to grant you that you're essential personnel. So forget it. So I never did, which again, stinks, but life goes on. We all make mistakes. Hey, Dan, this is by Nikki life as a Leo wife, law enforcement officer, wife, I guess we see there. Hey, Dan, this is just an off the wall question, but what is off in your right corner? Our left, when we're facing the screen, you always look over there. You look over there. You mean here? There is a, so to the right of the office, I did a, on my locals account, I did a little tour of the office a while ago. If you go to locals, the locals app and you, you uh, subscribe, I'm at D Bongino. I'd really appreciate it, by the way. I can talk to you directly. I did a tour. So off to the right is basically a wall and a green room. Okay. He sits on the other side of the camera with what, four, five computers. Five computers. Yeah, there's one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five. No, one's a monitor. So I don't know. Three, but there's a lot of stuff over there. And up into the left, to answer your question directly, instead of beating around the bush, is a TV monitor. And we keep Fox on the entire time for breaking news. Because even though the show is, is taped, it, it goes live a half an hour after we're done. So I don't want to miss the news. And obviously, when I'm on my radio show live, I got to make sure I can see stuff. So I keep Fox on. So, um, why do I always look up that way? I know it's distracting. And I just want to say to you, I'm sorry to the audience. I really mean it. I, I know it's distracting when I do that, but um, I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to be like silly about this or anything. I have a little bit of ADHD, actually a lot of bit. I have a really hard time focusing. <laughs> I've had it since I'm a kid. I, I do. Joe knows. I, I, I do 10 conversations at once. I'm on my phone. It really is. It's a little bit of ADHD. People have tried to tell me to like meditate, stuff like that. Try and... It, I do. I have total ADHD. I've got a thousand fights going on. And I, sometimes I just can't stop. It's like the red and Stimpy. Don't push the red button, right? I got to watch sometimes. So that's why I'm always checking up there. Something catches my attention. Like it just did. Hey, Dan, Lander 82 When does your Bongino golden rule commandment regarding leftists being people with bad ideas get amended? If they keep doing evil stuff, at what point are they just evil? That is a spectacular question. So to reset the question, he's questioning my golden rule. 
of understanding the left, which is this. Don't ever forget this. Because when you're debating people and you think you're debating ideas, you're going to lose. The left thinks we're bad people with ideas. We think the left are people with bad ideas. So we engage them on the ideas when they don't care. They just see us as bad people. Everybody tracking me? When am I going to amend that? We actually had this conversation the other day. Remember, guys? You're, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think folks, sadly, after what I've been going through with Google, um, understanding how these people are eager to copy what socialists and fascists have done throughout history. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It's a great question. I think it's time to reconsider that. Oh, yeah. The story the other day, the 31-year-old guy being denied a heart transplant because he won't take the COVID vaccine. How is that anything other than evil? You're right. That's not an ideas fight. You're absolutely right. That's pure evil. Next one by at Coder Path. Hey, Dan, where do you get your resolve to keep the faith and to keep fighting? Uh, oh, man, I'm such a sap sometimes. Ridiculous. This one kind of, I read this this morning. I want to put it in there, but I want to like melt down on you. Um, listen, man, it's hard. It's really hard. And uh, I don't ever want you to think that I don't question a lot of you know, I, I had Rachel Campos and, uh, and Sean Duffy here um, the other day doing a Valentine special for Fox Nation that'll, that'll air in a little while. And I said one of the great regrets uh, I've had is early on when people asked me about uh, marriage and stuff, I'd tell people how it was all peaches and cream. And marriage isn't. Marriage can be really tough. And I think the best advice you can give people looking to get married is that it's tough. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's the most rewarding relationship you'll ever have. And love is is so powerful to change your life. And I say that in relationship to this because telling people that, oh, I keep the faith and I keep fighting all the time and I'm the toughest guy. And Guy and Joe, even more so, Joe's been with me for, gosh, we've known each other 10 years now, mm-hmm. probably longer. It's bull****. Pardon my language. It's BS. I have moments of doubt too. Um, but, you know, the parlor thing was devastating devastating i mean probably the worst week of my life so where do i get the resolve to keep going because i understand and if you believe in or you're you are a believer in jesus christ and you have faith you understand that they need to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable i become comfortable folks and i don't like it you don't like being comfortable no i don't i don't I almost went bankrupt running for the Senate in Maryland in a race I stood no chance. My skin was thick back then. I was ready for a political war every single day. I don't like the feeling that I could get soft one day. I don't want it. I just know that one of these days I'm going to have to answer to a higher power as to what I did to stay in the fight. And that's how I stay in it. Thank you for the question. Sorry for the morose kind of down answer but it's important i don't paint for you some rosy picture of me being this uh roman gladiator standing out there all the time because then you believe what am i weak i don't feel like that no you're not everybody questions what they're doing this is from at wanda in the woods she's uh wanda in the woods has got a few you've slipped a few questions in there wanda i, I remember yeah wanda does you ask good questions Hey, Dan, you must be extremely proud of your daughter, Isabel, and her commitment to look outside of herself and help this, uh, for the uh, needs and suffering of others. Her speech regarding the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society was inspirational and uplifting. Have you thought about having a segment on your show where Isabel can speak about issues young people might want to hear about? We need more young voices at a time where so many are struggling. Um, not, not really. Um, I don't like to put my kids in the public eye that much unless they want to, which Isabel wanted to. She wanted to raise money for this LLS. Um, but it's interesting, something I would definitely consider. Good question. Kind of got me thinking a little bit. All right. Uh, next, tell me when it's the last one. Yeah, this is the last one. Okay. I never keep track. Hey, Dan. Oh, this is a good one. I love this one. Who would be your top vice presidential pick for 2024 aside from Trump or DeSantis? Hmm. I got a few names for you. I, who? <laughs> Joe Gee says Kamala. Yes, Kamala, number one, <laughs> Kamala Harris. Get that on tape. Lefties, Damon Gito says he would select a one. I'm not running, so it doesn't matter. But let's say I were, hypothetically. I mean, obviously, you know, I think that's pretty clear. 
It's funny. Remember that time, Joe? We said if Larry Hogan from Maryland ran, we would run against them. And we were obviously <laughs> joking. And it, I'm not kidding, folks. Look it up. It got picked up all over the media. <laughs> Is Dan Bongino running for president? He's not running for president. Okay, it was a joke. Holy Moses. My God, they really ran with that story. Dan Bongino running for president. <laughs> Let's say, for example, I did. Um, I really like Chip Roy from Texas a lot. I think he's a very principled guy. I think Rand Paul is spectacular. I don't, although I don't think he would take a VP spot. I think Burgess Owens, congressman from Utah, is spectacular. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm a big believer in Byron Donalds here in Florida as well. Congressman from over in Florida 19 on the West Coast. Um, I think they're all terrific candidates and bring a lot to the table. And I would encourage either Trump or DeSantis or whoever runs in 2024. We don't know. It appears very likely Trump's going to run. It doesn't appear likely DeSantis is going to run to strongly consider those people. Um, I think they're people who are principled. And just let me say one last thing before we roll for the week. I get it. Everyone is going to have a beef with someone. I totally understand, folks. Rand Paul said this. Chip Roy said that. Byron Donald said this. Burgess Owens said, I get it. Folks, there is no perfect candidate. The only perfect candidate out there is a liar. Why? Because nobody dislikes him because he tells everybody what they want to hear. (laughs) Right? But if everybody doesn't think alike, even within the conservative movement, it means they're lying to someone. I'm just telling you these are people I believe are principled and will tell us what they mean, not what we want to hear. Just my idea. Okay, thanks again for tuning in. That was a very different show today, but I got to tell you, I really liked it a lot. A lot of content for a Friday. Please don't miss my show tomorrow. We really appreciate you making us number one in our old time slot. We're in a new time slot, unfiltered, 9 p.m. Saturday night, the Fox News Channel. My monologue on the Great Reset. It doesn't open your eyes, man. I don't know what will. We've got uh, Pete Hegseth. Kaylee McEnany on as well. And uh, this segment on the use of psychedelics and psychiatric care. Magic mushrooms are back. Who knew? Check that out. Don't miss it. I will see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.